Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, your host. I know it's been a while. Um, I am contemplating right now doing episodes every other week. Um, Baruch Hashem, life is busy here, and I, I am seeing a lot of clients. I'm busy with the four kids, Kanan Hara, Baruch Hashem, and um, I would love to hear feedback. Where are you guys? Do you like getting podcasts every week, every other week? Are you more interested in shorter episodes, longer episodes? Feel free to email me, Gila Glassberg. 18 at gmail.com or you can follow me on instagram gila.glassberg.intuitiverd um i just want to say that i am accepting new one-on-one clients i will be recruiting soon for a group coaching group counseling type of setting um i've done it before but this is a newer way of doing it um i hope to start in january so if you're interested in that again you can reach me at gilaglassberg18 at gmail.com and on instagram and this is um for those of you who have who have been following me for a while or have been working with me one-on-one you know that i devote so much to my one-on-one clients and i really try to bring them through the process of intuitive eating not just that but also through the process process of intuitive living how to use the principles in other ways in their lives what i love about the group is that there's support from other people in the group and other people who are going through what they're going through. And I've heard that so many times from group members, like, I can't believe other people have, you know, gone through that with their dieting journey or with their weight journey or with their body image journey. And that is just super healing. Um, and which leads me leads me to my episode with Sahava List, who has been on the podcast before. You could scroll back. Um, but one of the reasons why I really wanted to have her on again for this week is because she is fundraising for her organization, Chizkinu. And I had the privilege of speaking there last week, just a week ago. Um, my topic was self, self-compassion, self-acceptance, and self-love, which is something I'm super passionate about. And I think, what does it have to do with intuitive eating? Well, it has a lot to do with intuitive eating because what does dieting do to you? It really corrodes your body love and your self-love because it basically um, boils down your relationship into I am a body and my body has to be thin. I know that sounds extreme, but I'm sure people listening to this understand that it really just makes your life so small. Just trying to make yourself smaller makes your life so much smaller. And um, once we start rejecting the diet mentality and working through the principles of intuitive eating, it is so much easier to see that there's so much more to life. There's so much more to trying to manipulate your body. There's so much more to trying to meet a beauty standard that's number one, not attainable. Number two, you're not, you're never going to get what you ultimately want because when we are seeking outside approval and it's just never filled, it's a pail that's never filled. And it was such a privilege for me to be there and to be with the women there. And as you'll hear in the episode, just the healing journey. And that is really what Chazkenu is. It's a peer support group for women in the firm community who struggle with mental illness or or who have family members who are struggling with mental illness. And I told Sahaba, like, I want to help. Like, what can I do to help? Because this, what you're doing here is amazing. As you'll hear on the episode, it's not just, you know, going to therapy once a week is amazing. And I'm an advocate for it all the way. (laughs) But having peer support calls four times a week, having somebody to call anytime, listening to um, a hotline or reading an email every single day, that is like, what really what people need when they're going through like tough times in life and really just in general it's just really like oxygen for some people and I really felt that when I was there and it was such a successful event um retreat for for three days and even as I was telling it like how she didn't think it could happen and it did happen and she needed the the funds really so I felt like this was 
kind of way that I could give to Chazkinu, just posting it on my podcast and really asking you to donate. And we even talk about how like uncomfortable it could feel to ask for money. But really, what I always say is that, you might have heard me talk about this before, that money is, um, giving money to something is really saying that we value that thing that right we pay for yeshiva tuition and we pay for kosher food and we pay for tzniyas clothing and we could because we value those things right and i know we're all complaining about the price increase of things and i'm with you i get it it's super hard um but i'm just i guess the way that i look at it is like there's no other way besides for god because like these things just don't add up on paper and um i think cheskino is an amazing organization and if you have maestro money and and or if you've benefited from Chazkinu in any way, or if you know of anyone that could benefit, reach out to Zahaba. I'll put all of the information in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here and listening. And as always, I appreciate the feedback. If you want to email me, if you want to get um, in touch with me through Instagram, I would love to hear your feedback. If you want the podcast every week or every other week, if you want just me or you want me to interview people, if you have topics that you want me to discuss, I have some things in my mind, um, but I would really love to hear from you guys. So without further ado, here's the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, and today I have Zahava List. Hi, Zahava. Hi, Gila. Thank you to be for back. Having... Yeah, I was going to say, this is your second time on, and I'm so excited to have you on. Um, So just, you know, just reintroduce yourself, just for okay. listeners who may not know who you are, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so I'm Zahava List, and I'm from Baltimore. Maryland. And I started an organization six and a half years ago. Um, it's called Cheskenu, and it's a mental health peer support organization, uh, really a network for Jewish women all over internationally um, for people to come out and really find other people who are like-minded, who understand the struggle. Um, I was on before and I told my story. I myself was diagnosed 17 plus years ago with bipolar. Um, and it's been a constant, you know, battle every day, you know, and just knowing that I have, you know, besides my professional, having the peer support has made such an impact in my life. Wow. So yeah. that is amazing. I, I'm, oh, I'm still blown away. Still blown away. Um, so tell us a little bit about what Cheskenu does, like, let's say over the course of a year, like what type of events do you have? I know we, you just <laughs> had this event, but, and I want, I want to talk about it, but besides for the event that just took place, what does the 
annual year look like? So this past year in Cheskane, I'll just take year by year, but this year we've had like hundreds of phone support calls. It's from a free conference call um, where we have speakers um, ranging from personal stories of, from our actual members to um, psychiatrists, therapists, community leaders, influencers, um, and the phone meetings have been really a safe haven for people. And obviously confidentiality is huge. Um, piece in that. We also have had since COVID, we started, we've had hundreds of Zoom events uh, where we do also, you know, twice a week phone and now twice a week Zooms. Um, the Zooms can also range from speakers and presenters to also just fun um, evenings out, you know, on Zoom in your comfort of your own home, you know, getting art and dance and concerts and, you know, you name it, like um, wow. demos and actual Cheskino sisters like have used their own um, arts, you know, and and talents to to help each of us, whether it was like, you know, do it yourself type of um, activities. Um, so the phones and Zooms have been consistently four times a week. We also have daily chizuk, inspirational emails that we send out, almost like mini newsletters. And we send that out almost every single day. Somebody can get like what they call it, a hug in their inbox. Mm -hmm. And it's like really just filled with tons of affirmations, fun, different, um, like almost like columns of the week. We have like moments of inspiration that people share with each other, coping skill strategies, question of the week, um, fun facts. Um, we have people write different class canisters, write their own um, columns every week, um, which are amazing. And it's really like people share their poems, their songs and resources. And it's just a great, great way for people to feel connected. And I have people tell me like, I'm sitting every morning with my cup of coffee, looking at the Cheskinu emails. And, yeah. you know, if for some reason we don't have an email, people are like, what, what's going on? Where's Cheskinu email? So um, we've sent hundreds of those. And we also have had live events in all different places, including Lakewood, um, Brooklyn, We've had um, in Baltimore, we've had um, really in, in Israel, um, wow. membership there and just in a lot of like even unofficial gatherings um, in different places. Um, the events have brought people, you know, given people the courage to come out and, and be together in person. There's nothing like a face-to-face -face, um, connection and it's just evenings to just enjoy each other, have fun. Um, you know, we had a concert here in Baltimore that some women in the community put together for us. We've had, um, you know, like acrylic, you know, paint pouring nights and like just really great activities to get together. And we also had a Shabbaton this year um, with over 100 attendees um, wow. just coming together and spending an entire Shabbos in Camp Megillah. And it was just amazing. Like, the, the energy, the connection. We have women started, you know, from 18 to women in their 60s, 70s, like all coming together and, and everywhere in between, different religious backgrounds, different diagnoses, different personalities. And everyone's like, just there's this non-judgmental, loving and accepting environment. And it's so therapeutic for people to have this job as we really wine and dine and we make it exciting. We make it fun and people look forward to it all year. Um, we've also have uh, our empowering line that we have open twice a week where people could talk one-on-one -on -one with a professional for non-emergency questions. 
Uh, we've had so many, an influx of so many members joining our outreach list where people can connect with each other. We've had more partners of two people who are going through something similar, connecting with each other. Uh, we have just, you name it, like any type of support, any way that we could connect women together, this is what Cheskin is about. That's amazing. It's really like, I, I'm blown away. Like I'm like, I have goosebumps, you know? Um, so let me ask you a question. Who, you're, you started it and you're in charge. Do you have any staff members? Are you like a one man show? Like how on earth do you do all that? <laughs> so first of all, I have a clinical director. I have a rabbinic advisor. So I'm always like, have like my guidance um, every step of the way. Um, I do have to give credit. I have two wonderful, amazing women, Naomi Shulman and Tamar Mishkin, who each have their own projects now that are amazing. Tamar has an organization um, in Chicago called Labriute, and Naomi has written a book called With All I Am. I know you had her on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they both really helped me start it. Um, but once, you know, the vision was clear and, you know, we were growing, you know, very much and so now I have a, an amazing like group of women who are volunteering and, and giving their time. Um, I have, you know, a phone and email um, like secretary, you know, kind of intake who does my intake. Um, I have, you know, a Zoom and uh, meeting all the phone meeting coordinator, getting all the, the speakers, uh, you know, like a lot of things have been delegated, um, you know, each different um, community has their own, you know, has um sister we call you know we're the Cheskinu family we're Cheskinu sisters so different um the women to, you know take over for different activities you know events and activities and people use their talents like um all the time yeah so so first of all does it cost money to join Cheskinu to join Cheskinu is free free membership um we give like just a ask for like a couple dollar admissions when we do live events but none of our Zooms or phones or anything um, that we offer, you know, the emails, you know, all that. There's no membership to join Cheskinu. And you just need to have a mental health diagnosis in order to join. Yeah. So you need to be a, a woman who's 18 and over, um, who's in seeing seeking active treatment and therapy um, or with a doctor if, if needed um, and is coming to really, like I say, it's like that missing piece in, in our healing, which is the, the peer aspect um, and wants to connect and be able to have like mutual um, give and take of, of chizok, as mm-hmm. you know, right? Like mm-hmm. the strength that we give each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we, we know that, you know, it can cost a lot, a lot of money just for the care that we can get from professionals that we, don't, we want as least as possible for people to have to put out to get our services and to get what we give to them. Right. So talk to me a little bit about the retreat that just happened last week. When did you think of it? This was the first one, right? Our first bonus, unbelievable yeah. retreat. Yeah. I, I want to hear like everything. Like when, when did you think about it? When, how did you get it off the ground? What were their barriers? Like how did, how did that happen? Okay, good. Yeah. So, so everything that I was saying this year, like we've, we've done, but we've done more of, but, the what happened last year when we were making a vision of what the year would be, and I was had a brochure that we were putting together. We have a section called a look ahead. Like these are the dreams for the future. Mm-hmm. And one of the dreams I came up with was called a renewal retreat. We do a Shabbaton, 
But for the people who can get away during the week and just like recharge, I was thinking like it would be amazing to do it like an after yantif time where people just like, it's hard to get back to real life. And just yeah. to be able to like, literally like we charge our phones, like, and then they're alive again. <laughs> like, this is what we wanted. But I thought it was like some far off dream to have a two week, two day retreat where we can just, um, you know, have self-care activities and time to really grow and accepting loving place. And, and to have like, a, imagine the place where like, People can just, you know, feel like at home, like they're in a home away from home and they're connected and a beautiful environment. And this was like some kind of fairy tale. Like I ne never thought it would happen. And I have to thank a Haskina sister who after a Brooklyn event um, that they were, they did a candle making event in this past winter. And they were like, like Zahava, we got to do more things. Like we have to, people want it. And we put out a survey, like just asking people like what types of things um, that people want to do live, like how often do they want to make the events, what kind of events. And one of the ideas was, was a retreat, like who would want it, you know, mm -hmm. and we got hands down so much feedback about, yes, we would want a retreat. We would want, you know, outdoor activities, we want hikes, we want this, all these different things. Um, so what this um, woman said to me was like, Zahava, I have an idea of a place. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like we we're doing a Shabbaton. Like this is, you know, this is a huge undertaking uh, of itself. You know, every year we're growing more and more people and there's more needs and there's more opportunities in the Shabbaton. Like I can't even think about it. So she didn't give up a couple mm -hmm. months later. Again, she said to me, Zahava, she sent me the picture of the place and she's like, I'm telling you, this is going to, this is the place for you. And I, again, just like kind of pushed it off. And then our Shabbaton was in May and having that whole time to be together with people and people flying in from Eretzistral in England and all over North America, everywhere in Canada. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's something so special about getting people all together and started thinking back about this place that she was talking to me. And so I reached out to her again and the place that she was talking about is in Morristown. New Jersey. It's a huge mansion. It's gorgeous scenery. It's exactly what we wanted. And then I said, like, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to come up with this money? Um, you know, the, the budget we had for the year was, you know, it didn't have it. We didn't have that amount. And um, sorry, could I just interrupt you for a second? Yeah, people, sure. people had to pay for the retreat, but that still wouldn't cover the cost. So, yeah, so the, we subsidize it, you know, greatly. Um, mm -hmm. the, like, that's the only way I can make anything. The Shabbatones and the retreats have to be very affordable. Um, we even, like, couldn't subsidize it as much as we normally do. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I tried to think, like, we really were missing, a, like, a nice amount. And, like, Hashem, like, it came through and we were able to get, you know, some people to sponsor it. And give money towards this um, this retreat, um, and you know, like we had a grant as well, and you know, it was just like such a bonus that, and I couldn't believe like this was really happening. Like now, it was just time to plan it. Mm -hmm. And speaking of like people helping me, like I had someone in charge of registration, I had someone in charge of the program that we worked in, and I also had someone in charge of food and and setup. And the three of them worked so amazingly together with me, like overseeing it. And it was like, 
my vision of, of creating one of the visions is also creating a chill house where people can just go and go to a place where they can just finally feel like they're there themselves and enjoy self-care activities and just get away from all the stresses of life. And that was like our mini cocoon that we had um, just, oh, was it a week ago? We had mm-hmm. it and we did it from a Monday to a Wednesday. And it was in this beautiful place that my sister told me about. And it was, it was literally, I told everyone when I, when we got there, I was like, this is like our dream come true. We never thought we, it was really amazing. Yeah. So, um, so the three women that helped you are all Chazkinu sisters and they're yeah. vol- volunteering their time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they really are. That's yeah. Like it's, you know, I always say like, we're like by the people for the people, right. you know, like there's yeah. no one, um, who understands more than someone who's going through it. And in the, like for the people who are actually planning it to think like, what would I want? What would be meaningful to me? And it was amazing. You know, they were, they were in a good place to do it and they were ready to be giving back. And they got so much, all of them were like, thank you Zava for giving us this opportunity. So I know, okay. So it was Monday through Wednesday. I know about Tuesday, but what were the other days? So we had Monday, um, it started Monday afternoon and it ended on a Wednesday afternoon. Should, should we go over like what happened, like what we did and stuff? Yeah. Or- I want to know about like the, I kind of want to know, like, first of all, how you thought of that. Like, was it all your ideas? Did you get, again, was it a survey for the Hustinian sisters? Was it just, you said you had this dream of like a chill house. So was it just like, oh, I already knew exactly what I wanted. Like, how did that happen? So we definitely like brainstormed a lot in terms of like what the best thing, you know, because the, like the list is endless of what can give people a feeling of real self-care of just like letting loose and enjoying themselves. Um, So I had two people um, who helped me um, to really think about like all different ideas of things that we hadn't done before um, and things that we can do and you know, the budget that we had. And um, we had such a great combination of, um, you know, in Cascana, we always say in any of these events, it's always like customizable, you know, everybody can do what they want, when they want and how they want. But my vision was that people should feel, come out feeling like they took, they're taking care of them. They're having me time because that's the ripple effect that happens. Because if we're giving people their encouragement and the empathy and the empowerment, then they can now go be the best employee, the best mother, the best wife, the best sibling, the best everything at daughter, mm-hmm. whatever position they're in. And so they're not only impacting themselves, they're impacting all the people around us. We know the power of women and how women can be such, you know, pillars of, of the community of the world and everything. So I wanted to like really give people that that feeling that like I can do this, I can go and I, I could take on the rest of the the time. Um, so we we wanted a combination of like inspiration, of like tools to to take along with you, but also just fun. Like we had mm-hmm. a self-care spa and also also it was led by a Haskinu sister doing facials and and a self-care kit that everyone brought home. Um, to have like when you know just to help cope Uh, we had like aromatherapy out and we had um, our rabbinic advisor Rabbi Grossberg spoke Gila spoke on self-compassion and that was a huge hit with an interview and also sharing her you know really being vulnerable and and showing and inviting vulnerability which was so incredible 
Uh, we had Matsana from Hope to Recharge podcast. She spoke on um, gratitude and mindfulness. Yeah, Lisa was there for that. Yeah. It was incredible. And um, we also had a Rabbi, Mrs. Steyer, Rabbi Steyer, Rabbi Ram Steyer wrote a book called Battle of the Mind. And it's a Torah perspective on mental illness. And he's a good person to get. <laughs> I would love, I, I'm like, I'm already like, where do I get this book? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's incredible. Him and his wife were there and they were talking about self-care and like the challenges that people have about around self-care. And then hearing from Rabbi Steyer about like where we see this in the Torah, where do we um, like, like how he brought like someone like Reb Sadaka Cohen and how he talks about self-care in his safer, like, and, wow. and how that it was just so like, so vital, you know, like self-care is play, is a word that goes around a lot, yeah. but like really taking apart, what does it mean to take care of ourselves? What does it mean and to the people around us when we take care of ourselves and, and all of the different aspects of that. Uh, we had yeah. a dance party with Mayan Davis. Yeah, and, um, I wish I could have stayed for that. I really, really... amazing. Mm-hmm. And the food that we got, we got catering, amazing. and it was like, and the the place, you know, wall to wall, gorgeous scenery on top of a mountain. It was just, it was like surreal. I felt. I remember sitting there and like, I'm like pinching myself. Like, is this really happening? Like, is yeah. this really going on? And everybody came with such a. It was a smaller group. I mean, we, we weren't able to host more than like we had about all together over a little over 50 people. Um, and but it was amazing. Like all these people, you know, it we have to remember, like it's six and a half years since I started Cheskino. And I am so grateful that we came to the point where people feel more comfortable in their own selves and in their own illness that you know what like I can come in front of a group of people and I could say that I have a mental illness and I could get love for it I can get acceptance for it mm-hmm. and um and the the feeling like people said like oh my gosh I have a like all like my regular life I feel like I have to pretend I feel like I have to make everything look like I'm totally fine here I could just be me I could just mm-hmm. be real Mm-hmm. and it was like it was just really really incredible and like even just to see like when we did different arts like we decorated spoon decorating and yeah, um, sand art and things like that like just seeing the art um that people like people just felt like a release there's a certain mm-hmm. release when you could just get out everything that you're carrying up inside and just like be in a place where it's like you know we have we always have our chill room where we just relax and enjoy each other we were playing twisted kichels and having fun like it was just I felt like I was in a slumber party with yeah. my friends. You know? like yeah. It was it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, I like I just love the concept of self care, especially for like, like whatever. Just like when you get married and you have kids, and even people tell me that all the time. They're like, I can't believe you do those things. Like, like yeah, we are like we're not just like wives and mothers, although we are of course wives and mothers, but we have other talents and things that like charge us and things that make us feel connected to ourselves and our identity and like that retreat for I only came for that one day but I was so happy that you like said come for Matana and so I I, just to share a little bit from my end like you know I have this really severe fear of public speaking Baruch Hashem has gotten better I have my tools um but there was something first of all just like I the you know the I I tried to have somebody come with me and I couldn't find anyone to come with me and the drive I was like I'm going to be brave and the drive by myself was long and windy and I found it and I felt like very empowered and then like just just like I was still like a little anxious from the drive and I'm gonna do like this public speaking thing and I just like walked in and I was like I just like I was just like calm like 
I walked into the kitchen. Everybody's like sitting, schmoozing, decorating spoons. There's gorgeous scenery. I felt like, like, like I was just like welcomed with open arms. Like, and the, the coolest thing was like, I love Matana and I've heard her speak and she was on my podcast and, and I just loved how she started by saying like, this is what I need. Like turn off your phones and my energy. But if you want to leave, leave, like people don't usually do that. And like, it was such an interesting thing for me, that permission, like, like, like I got up and I went to get something to eat and I went to get the spoons and decorated it while I was listening. And I walked outside. I like wanted to explore, you know, I was only there for a few hours and I just felt like when I got up, when it was my turn to get up to speak, even though like for me, that's like really hard to like sit through someone else speaking and now I have to speak. And it was just like, I felt like, like, I, I don't really have words to explain it. Like, just like welcomed, like they, you know, when I would sit, when I said in my speech, like, I'm feeling insecure. Like, do I look right? Like, why do people get nervous about public speaking? And they were just like, you look great. And I was just like, wow, like in any other place, you can't be as vulnerable, you know? And I just felt like that automatic, like, like you're explaining that chill, that sense of release, like that welcomeness, that non-judgmental vibe. And it was like, I really like, it's been a week and I just like, I still kind of feel it. Like it was, it was really powerful. It was like, I don't really have words really. hundred percent. I, I was going to also say that like we set up Haskino and very much about sharing with people what resonated with us by what they said or like, you know, someone's sharing their personal story, we'll have set aside time for people to talk about, you know, modeled by the 12 step version of like, mm-hmm. just sharing like what impact it made to hear somebody. So like, I feel like the muscle of complimenting people, giving people feedback is like, so like, it's our hallmark that when we have someone like you, Gila, who speaks and what's amazing, like, you're not going to just like hear them and just be like, you know, like, goodbye like we're we're gonna tell you how amazing it is because it's really coming from such a real sincere place and I was just talking just talking to someone about this like how compliments like keep the world going around like there's not a single person who's whatever they're involved with whatever they're doing they're not successful unless they're feeling like they're getting feedback that that people are liking what they're doing or that they're acknowledging that they're good at it Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what one of the things that people walk away feeling like wow like some people what I do matters you know Mm -hmm. that I care and like because mental illness is comes along with so much like judgment and so much stigma like for people to be in a in an atmosphere where like you're unconditionally accepted like just by being who you are and then people want to be who they are who they really are inside that's really beautiful, beautifully said. And that's a hundred percent true. And it's true, by the way, like when you're around somebody who's like very, has like that non-judgmental, like aura energy, like you just kind of feel like safe to share and open. And then when you're around someone who's like, whatever, just like for whatever reason, more like judgmental or giving you weird looks, you're just like feeling like itchy, like uncomfortable, you know? And like, it's, it was just such a comfortable, yeah. And the food was amazing. I didn't want to leave. I had to leave, but the food was amazing. I like there were so many details. I know that sounds like a funny thing, but like it's a um when I was it's like a joke that I have with my husband. Like and I always when we're at a restaurant, I always like rip up the um napkin or whatever. Like I need to be busy with my hands. And like when Matana was speaking and I was able to get up and get something to like do and it wasn't weird. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, this is so like this is it like just that like acceptance piece and like 
I spoke about that a little bit in my speech, but just as like a Jewish nation, you know, like we're all about like, like loving every Jew. And like, I really felt like that. I really felt like that. And it accomplished what you like, what you set out to accomplish and probably like a hundredfold, you know? It's it's really, I, I think that it's just so important for people to like so much about, there's so much about like types, like, is she, you know, does she have the same religious background? Is she the same age as me? Is she, you know, do we have similar lifestyle? Like people are very much into connecting with what their type is. And what I loved seeing was like, you know, a 20 year old sitting with like, you know, a 40 year old and the two of them are just like finding a common bond. Cause you know, when you take away all the outer things that that just goes aside, then like the real essence of the person is so genuine and it's, it's so real. And that, I feel like, like what you said, it's like a soul, like when you're soulfully connected all of those differences just fall to the wayside. And, and that I just, I felt like, you know, the feedback that I'm getting is just, it's incredible. People feel like they can now take on whatever they're about to do. Um, there was someone who said that like, I can't, I got to the, to the uh, retreat and I was so tense, so many stresses going on in my life. And I felt like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to go through a whole two days of like, you know, when I'm in this space and she's like, now as she was leaving, she's like, now Zahava, I have the tools to continue. Like I can now go and take on what it's not, doesn't mean my life is going to be perfect now. It means like I have the skills to do it. And I was just telling you, Hila, that a therapist told me that her client came to her and told her about a situation that she was dealing with and, and how she dealt with it. And she's like, that's amazing. Like how, what gave you that courage? What gave you that ability to like handle that so well? And she's like, cause of the Husky retreat. And yeah. I feel like just, just knowing that like that people feel a stronger desire to, um, you know, just to keep going like every day it's a struggle sometimes, you know, just to get out of bed, but to someone to say like, I, I now can keep going. I now could take the next step. It's, it's a huge thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. What was some of the other, like, what was some of the other feedback that like maybe you weren't expecting or if you're able to share? Yeah, I think also, in, you know, watching some people like get like very real, you know, like they say how like, during their lives like they're they're dissociating they're kind of working on autopilot and here they were able to just like sit and feel and it's hard like I could say myself my whole illness of being psychosis is like just running away from life and it's Mm -hmm. being able to sit and be in a safe space to kind of process we always have therapists there with us licensed therapists just to give a safety safe feeling we had an amazing we had two different therapists take turns um, being with us th- throughout the whole time. So we had that opportunity to just, um, you know, just to be real, to be in a safe space, to be to be vulnerable, to be real. And um, and I heard a lot of that. I also heard that people just enjoyed like getting served, you know, like having a yeah. whole table full of yummy, yeah. you know, assorted foods. People like that a lot. Um, a lot of people were just just felt like, up until then, they weren't able to say out loud, like, I have a mental illness, or mm-hmm. I, I'm struggling. And here they can say it, and they could feel like I'm not the only one, you know, and, and a lot of people said, I was not expecting it to be this great. Like, right. you know, people that, okay, it's a getaway, but like, I think it was exceeded people's expectations. Um, And yeah, I just, like it, you never know what's going to happen. And I'm just like, so grateful that everything just went so smoothly. And we had such a, 
what I found for myself, like in organizing the whole thing, how I appreciated so much how people were so like, they just looked at the good. They like, they noticed all the good things and they were appreciative of everything. And, you know, when, when someone takes care of you, even if it like, you know, one of the five love languages I always love is the acts of service. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when someone does something that I could be doing myself, but they're doing it for me, like that's what, that's yeah. really a sign of love. And that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. I'm just thinking over like the Tuesday of like all the arts and crafts and then like the speakers and like really giving like inspiration and like a positive energy, then really good food all throughout the day. And then like the dance party, like, and then I heard there was yoga that day, just like the whole yeah. combination of like body and soul was really, totally. it's just like, what's better than that you know like that right. day it's like <laughs> you, you like you can't go wrong yeah totally yeah it was so, really tell if you could tell me I guess like tell me about the fundraiser tell me do you want to talk about specifically how much funds you need do you want to talk about like what's most helpful how do you usually usually reach people I mean this is such an important organization and I want I want to post it like tonight or tomorrow and I think I did that last time I don't remember but I want people to donate because this is, I always say, like, I talk about this a lot on my podcast, like the really your relationship with food, your relationship with money, but money is really like using like your energy for something that's important to you. You know what you're aligned. It's not just like money, you know, money isn't just money. Money's like so much more. So, so when we were talking about this, when after I spoke and after I left and we were still in touch, I was like, I really want to spread the message. I really want people to donate because look what you're doing for like, like the Jewish people, you know, like this, like people need this. This is like, like, what did you say? Like, I don't remember exactly what you said, but this is like keeping people afloat. This is like, you know, like. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like it really is a life-saving organization because even if somebody's physically alive and you're looking at them, but if they're emotionally not there, like they're not, it's not a life to live. But when Chaskeno can give a person real strength to keep going and the, like just that second lease in life and like saying that, yes, even with my struggles, I can make meaning to my struggles. My struggles can inspire another person. I can be there to empathize with them. They can empathize with me. I, I don't have to do this alone. Like, this type of thing, peer support is something that is so, so vital that I have therapists say to me, like, Zahava, thank you. Thank you for doing this because we can only see our clients so much, but you are continuously there for them every single day and that people don't have to feel like they're alone. Um, so Cheskino is doing our, our annual fundraiser. You know, when I got into this, I didn't think about money. Like, <laughs> it was right. like my dream was it was ahead. Um, but unfortunately, we are, we're, we're living in a world that we're bound by by the money. And, you know, I just feel like supporting Cheskeno, you know, we have now our campaign is officially starting November 23rd to the 30th. Um, we're raising $200,000, which is double what we did last year. But wow. the influx of women that we're getting, like every week, there's at least a hand to 10, you know, like, lot of people coming every single day there's there's people wow. who are reaching out to Cheskeno whether we open it up to also family members so we have mothers and we have daughters and we have wives and we're giving this so much support to them and we, we want funds we want to be able to do everything we did this year and more mm -hmm. um so the you know more more live events we want to do again another Shabbaton and a retreat 
Um, we want to be able to do, you know, the meetings that we do and the, the hotline is also going to turn into like an inspiration line where we're going to take everything in our email um, and put it onto a hotline. So if someone doesn't have internet access, because we, we cater to everyone um, or just wants to fall asleep listening to somebody else's poem or song or, um, or hearing about a resource or listening to what the question of the week is and the answers. And we want to be able to, to do that. We want to, I want to be able to hire a staff to help me. So, I'm, you know, my hands are not in everything all the time and, you know, just everything. And we, we also really want to create chill houses. That's like our ultimate dream to have this, like that we had in, in different places. I really want to build up more branches throughout. There's a need, there's a want, but again, the resources need to be there. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much that can be done to help the women who are going through this and, and really just to be there. Like, you know, like, I think that really, because this is reaching out to everyone, you know, there's not one person that doesn't struggle. Like everyone has a struggle. And if we just think about other people who are going through something and just feel so alone and here they have a chance to be part of a family part of a network that really is there for them in every aspect, like, of course, we want to be able to give to them. So, so the, the, the theme of the campaign is called Gift to the World Campaign. And the gifts that we give in Cheskenu is, like I said before, the gift of, and the, the, the gifts of encouragement, you know, someone telling you, you know, you got this, you, you did it before, you can do this again. You know, we, you know, I talk to people all the time before, uh, hospital you know before they go into a doctor's office like just giving them like empowerment to that you can do this and you got this and and the empathy of like hearing somebody say me too I get mm -hmm. it I understand you you're not alone and it's very different than someone just saying oh that must be so hard it's like no I know I, I really am with you in this mm -hmm. and that leads to real empowerment where someone's like okay I, I have the encouragement I have the empathy and now I can go and give my, I could give myself, which I am a gift to the world. Every single person is a gift to the world. And we are gifting people <laughs> with the ability to be their true essence of, of, of a gift. And, um, and so that's what we really, we really hope to get like, you know, at least and hopefully surpass our goal. Um, but, you know, our, uh, the funds are needed and, um, you know, everything is accounted for. Everything goes straight to helping these women and um we have a platform through raise it um it's raise r-a-y-z-e.it slash cheskenu and we have we're, we're trying to get as many razors as possible so even let's say you can't yourself give very much or at all then to become a razor you know to just mm -hmm. any goal even if your goal is give you know to raise two hundred dollars or fifty dollars or ten dollars um, there's opportunities. There's, we give prizes to our razors actually. And we also have prizes for somebody who recruits a razor um, oh. and we're opening it to everyone. So the entire every community, like you don't mm -hmm. have to be in Cleskano to be a razor. Um, and, um, there's also different sponsorship opportunities on the site, um, to sponsor different things. And, um, we're really hoping for it to be successful. I, when I was talking to people about this fundraiser, they're like, Sahabi, yes, we're going to help you. We're going to make you, we're going to get this goal started. And so I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the support. I never like to ask people for money. Um, but if somebody does have the means to, to you know, to, to support, you know, an organization, you know, 
Pescano is is definitely a good address. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna post the um link in my show notes and I'll post it on my Instagram and my status and I'll do my best. Um, but I think that nobody really likes asking people for money. But like you said before, I noticed you said unfortunately like we need money, but really that's the way it is. You know, it's an exchange of energy. Like I know that sounds like lofty, but somebody said that to me once and I'm like, I think I think Tippy Girl said that to me once, but she's like she's like a business coach that I worked with. She used to own Hava Tribe. Anyways. it's it's like I try to reframe that with money that like money is an exchange of energy for things that align with our values if that helps you because like because like I'm thinking um even my maestro money you know like Haskin is doing their annual fundraiser I I just benefited so much from the retreat just by being there and by you know sharing my story and meeting so many women and like just the support and I, that was only like a tiny bit that I gained so I mean I gained so much but I'm saying it was just a tiny bit of time that I was there so people like are literally like I can't believe that you have calls four days a week and literally like somebody could get support whenever they need that's like like you said a therapist is once a week every other week some people can't even afford that it's it's, it's expensive so just this is really like somebody's getting daily support like like really you can put a price on that you know yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just, yeah, like we're, we're such, um, you know, like obviously the professionals are there and we encourage everyone to be in active therapy um, and taking care of themselves through that. But we, there's really nothing like, you know, like our rabbinic advisor, Robert Grossberg always says like, like there's no one wiser than someone who's went through it themselves. Um, and actually there's a podcast, you know, with um, Rev. Ephraim Goldberg, um, coming in talking about spotlighting on, on, on mental illness, which is so refreshing to get this, this conversation going in, in the world. And they had Dr. Palkowitz and Dr. Palkowitz, who's a leading psychiatrist, knowing so much research about psychology and mental health. And he's like, we have to be there for each other. We have to empathize. We have to be no same, we have to hold each other. And I'm like, that's exactly what we're doing. And he was actually in our first promo video. Wow. And he talked about how Haskino is, is about establishing connections. And that's what, that's like one of the biggest healings that a person can get when going yeah. through this. It's amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me again. And I will put all that in the show notes and in session, you're going to be successful. You're going to make, you're going to raise even more than $200,000 and you're going to have chill houses and retreats and Shabbatons and everyone's going to get the support that they need. And you're such an inspiration. Thank you so much for coming on again. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, have a good night. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.